Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everybody, it is Friday. It's Joe Beamer with you here on News Radio 930 WBEN. For all of you stuck home with your significant other, does that song ring true? Maybe it's the other way around. Who knows? Uh, we are here with you till noon. Then David Bellavia taking over at noon, and then Tom Bowerly at three o'clock. Well. We're getting used to this current normal that, you know, I don't think will be the normal forever. Uh, But once it passes, we will have a new normal, right? I don't think we're going to go back to the way we were in January when it comes to certain things. We're going to talk about that coming up. But first, week number two for Brian Mazarowski working at home. Brian, how's it going? Hey, doing pretty well here. Uh, still in my uh, little office. Got the sun shining. Love when that happens. I don't even have to have a light on here. It's so nice and bright outside. So 
you know, that'll cheer you up. Your music cheers me up, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Well, you know, I mean, everyone likes that 11 a.m. bump, and, and don't worry. You know, even when we're going through some tough times, I will still try to get some positive music. Return the Mac at 11 o'clock signifies Friday, to me at least. And, Brian, you're right. That sun is kind of giving some positive vibes right now. It, it does. It's um, uh, hopefully it's you know what it, it's doing in this room, Joe? What's that? that you can't see. It's shedding light on my as I turn around here and look at the other side of the window on the room. It's shedding light on my bookshelf. <laughs> I'm seeing all these books, all these books here that, uh, you know, I've read and you know some I've liked more than others. But it just reminds me again that. You have to pick a book to read because you said yourself you haven't read a book in a very, very long time. Now, again, what's, what's going to happen here? Again, I want to be clear. I have skimmed through a book in the last decade, but I have not read a book cover to cover since college. <laughs> which, which is 10 years ago, at least 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's a decade ago. I, I had to read one for a, a, a senior year book report. I've got. I'm, I'm, we don't want to make this too tough on you, but I did say that by Friday you have to choose a book to read, and then I'll give you like a couple weeks. While instead of streaming things every day, a couple weeks to read a book, and then give me a book report on the air of I'm, what you thought about it, what it was about, and everything like that. No, and I, I am going to do that. Now, this morning someone suggested Harry Potter. Um, now, I didn't like the movies, but you told me you have to read the book first to get the movies. So maybe I start with the popular Harry Potter uh, series with book number one. Book number one, that could be good. You know, it's it, it would be fitting. You know, you haven't read a book in 10 years. Harry Potter is written for 10-year-olds. So uh, that, you know, could fit hand in hand there a little bit. What what do you like to read? If Are you, you know, a novel person? Do you like a, a historical book, a biography? You know, it, it, it's just like my music, Brian. It just, it all depends on the story or the book itself. Now, I do like history. I like to read about... American history, you know, the Civil War. I also like to read a lot of stuff about World War II. As you know, one of the first things we streamed when uh, the quarantine all started was Hunters on Amazon. Now, a book about the rumored um, former Nazis that were infiltrated in the United States in the 70s, I'd, I'd read a book on that. See, I, I would give you something a little less complex than that. Ease okay. back into it, trying to do it. So I think Harry Potter, that's a good one. I've got, I'm staring at all these things up here right now. And I mentioned before, if it's on my son's bookshelf, it doesn't count. Right. Those are automatic disqualifiers. Out of here. No Dr. Seuss or anything like that. Does not count. Um, I'm looking at things that scream out to me, books that Joe would like. And I've got a couple here that I think might be uh, up here. I, I'm looking at the Ric Flair autobiography. That is one that I, you know, Ric Flair is hard partying lifestyle, his stories going through his career. I feel like that's one that you might, you know, relate to a little bit and have an affinity for, even if you're not a big wrestling fan. So there's one. Yeah, and you know what? After this weekend, I mean, I'll be in the mood to read something on wrestling since there's a two-night event uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, WrestleMania. It's uh, going. I almost forgot to bring that up today. I'm glad you remembered me. 
Right, well, I got you're you're on the you're on the air. I got Pasquale on the other side of the glass. Believe me, I I remembered. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm trying. To, the other one is I'm looking at um, Bob McKenzie's book. You know, the hockey uh, reporter. Yes. Uh, up in Canada, Hockey Confidential. Now that one might be a little bit more digestible because it's kind of just a series of different stories. It's not one story throughout the entire book, and there is a chapter on there about. John Tavares and John Tavares, the Buffalo Bandit and the, you know, now Toronto Maple Leaf, the hockey player, um, how, you know, the two of them uh, share a relationship. So there's one that, you know, that could be something for you a little bit more. It's broken up piece by piece. So you can take it chapter by chapter. You know, uh, stuff like that. I think I'd like to read, you know, um, nonfiction, I think would be my, it would be more my flavor now. I like not I like novels too, but I think nonfiction to start because that's something I could get into when I'm done with the book. I could maybe look up and expand on what I learned. Right, right. I'm I, I like that to you. Uh, maybe this I don't know. Maybe this Ric Flair book on WrestleMania weekend might be just for you. I'll have to uh, we'll put that one on the list. You got Harry Potter. You've got this, and you you only have a couple hours to make this decision. A couple hours. We've got some good stuff on the board too. House to House by David Bellavia has been suggested. <laughs> you know what? By the way, too, I love because that's been suggested so many times on the text board. I love how you mentioned. You know, David is coming up right after you get off the air. David will be here. I want to hear what David has to say about you know. You not reading a book and then his book not coming up in uh, your mind when you think of, uh, you know, ones off the top of your head. It was one of the first ones I thought of, Brian, oh, okay. was was House to House by David Bellavia, because uh, I know everyone in my family has read it, except for me. I know David, you know, but I think that might make it <laughs> a little. You the book, you have the person. Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, knowing David, I probably should read the book. That might be the, the place to start. I, I think so. You know, somebody else on the text board is mentioning uh, David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. I do think that that is one that will I, – I would actually, if I have to put my – you know, all due respect to David, and you should read that one too, Joe, well, your next one. If you're going to start, I think that might be the one for you because I think you will appreciate that story. David Goggins, who, um, uh, you know, like David, Western New York, we all know him here. Uh, David Goggins, uh, born, uh, grew up in Buffalo, and his book and story is absolutely incredible as well. And I think, you know, Joe, you would like that story, his, uh, you know, uh, through the Marines, through his personal uh, issues to go from where he was to where he is right now. I... I would say that is the one, if I had to pick a book for you to read, that I think you would enjoy and, you know, might speak to you and you would like a lot, that can't hurt me, David Goggins. That might be the book for you. So go David to David is what go you're saying? David to David. Absolutely. All right. Hey, and, and Terry in Texas is uh, on the text board, and he said it's available on Audible. Well, we, we established that I've listened to books in the last decade. I actually have to read this book yes, and write I the report. Audible will not be clear. Yeah, it's like Wikipedia on a college paper. We have to read the book, not listen to it. I Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> I, Audible's not allowed. And if I find out you're cheating, Joe. You're, we're going to have to go through this all over again. I know. No, I, I'm not. Brian, you know what? Uh, if there's one person I won't lie to, it's you. 
So I will definitely be honest about this book report. Here's the deal. If you cheat by doing the audiobook, the punishment will be you will have to create your own audiobook and read out loud <laughs> and make one for me to listen to to make sure you're actually reading it. I'll tell you, you're going to hold me accountable here. You know Katie will hold me accountable. She's not going to let me cheat by listening. I'm going to actually have to read the book. Uh, now, before I let you go, uh, my topic today is new normal, right? Right now, you're in a new normal, working from home, uh, doing everything that you used to do here at the office or in the studio at home. But once this passes, and we don't know, it could be next month, it could be August, uh, what do you think that normal is going to look like, different than what two months ago looked like? I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering a lot of this myself, you know, what on the other side of this, how it's going to look. You know, the things like handshakes, I feel like a handshake is, I don't know. We're all going to be How, Howie Mandel after this. Yeah, I mean, not even the fist, just, you know, a wave, a, you know, peace sign or something like that. I, I kind of think that that might be, excuse me, the uh, new normal that we're talking about here. I'm I'm wondering this because I have some people buy, um, you know, bonds, some people buy stocks. I've been recently putting my money into uh, concert tickets of, you know, shows that aren't going to happen uh, and hoping for the refund at some point later on. There are, you know... Tickets I'm holding on to that I know it's not going to happen. There are ones in late August that you're kind of wondering, all right, that is something that you look at this timeline and you say that has a good possibility of happening later in August, a pretty big concert. I wonder how many people are still maybe going to think, I don't know, would I want to stay away, you know, or, or maybe it will be a little bit more spread out than it normally is at a, a at a show like that. That is, to me, you know, one of the interesting things to think of, you know, when these events come back, are people going to want to, eventually, everyone will want to be back. But in the immediate future, when this is still, you know, it's still going to be percolating, it doesn't just, you know, hit a peak, drop down, and then we're done with it. Are people going to want to go back? to events like that is kind of what I've been thinking about recently. Yeah, and, and you you brought it up, spreading people out. I mean, you think opening opening day, uh, kick off the season for the Bills. I mean, if you're in those nosebleeds, you're right on top of the person next to you. Uh, same at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. I mean, you're literally sitting person on person. Is that going to be something where these stadiums for the first few events are going to have to make an effort to spread people out because, like you said, there will still be that fear, and it's not going to be we wake up one day and it's gone. Like you said, it's still going to be there. I, it's going to be really interesting to watch how it, not only uh, all these different organizations and events react to this, but how people react. Once we are allowed to go back, are people going to feel as comfortable being right on top of each other. I mean, we all know going to a restaurant is one thing. Going to something packed like a, uh, a game, like a concert, like the fair, um, you know, some of these other big events that we have down, um, you know, canal side on a Thursday night, anything like that. That is a whole other thing. It, we, we kept, you know, uh, Mark Polencar's called them COVID idiots. You see all the spring breakers down in Florida and what happened there. 
just a few uh, weeks ago. We're, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at that saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do we keep that mindset even after, you know, the uh, biggest fears are done? Yeah, because I think New Orleans, you know, I mean, two or three weeks after Mardi Gras, all of a sudden, a state that had under 100 cases, New Orleans itself has the numbers have just spiked and they're they're pointing uh, to events on Bourbon Street. So that's oh, like, yeah, absolutely. That's the first thing I think. Now, I was thinking also yesterday as I go to Tops to get a few things. They had the cleaning wipes right next to the cart. So I wiped the cart down. Do you think things like that a year from now are still going to be sticking with us? Wiping down a shopping cart before going to the store. Uh, me literally disinfecting the entire control room uh, before I get that to work. That one should stick. That one should stick. I think it will. Now, that is personally one I think will stick. But do you think a lot of people are going you know, above and beyond just uh, being careful. Do you think a lot of those things for individual people will stick a year from now? I think some of them will, right? Uh, you look at some of the habits. So now the hand washing is one thing. Uh, use of hand sanitizer, washing your hands for longer than two seconds, which we see a lot of, you know, we used to see a lot of. Uh, the, the, the quick time. wash is what I call it. Yeah. Um, I think that will change that personal hygiene. People who have been a little more cognizant of touching their face, I think that will kind of stick with people. Wiping down the carts, now there's, you know, your next level, I don't know. You know, maybe it will. Maybe it's just a, listen, if I wash my hands before and after, I should be fine, and you don't take that next step. I think of people who I've seen, you know, people were walking around with masks before this, whether it be um, people who had uh, compromised immune systems or not. Um, there, I mean, uh, there were not people who had compromised immune systems walking around wearing masks on a day-to-day -day basis around the world. So that switch was made at some point to do that out in public. I'm not too sure that some people, you know, if they put that mask on, this recommendation is made, and maybe that's something that they say, hey, look, it's an easy thing for me to do to make myself feel safe, to make me feel like I'm doing something for others, too. Uh, that's something I stick with uh, on a day-to-day -day basis going forward. I do think we'll see a lot of pe people continue these. I don't think it will be too widespread. I mean, we fall out of habits so quickly, right? Yeah. I mean, you start a good habit. It only takes maybe a, a few days of letting your guard down to end that, whether that's uh, something with exercise, whether you, know, you name it, uh, reading a book. How many books <laughs> have I uh, picked up, or Joe especially, um, have we picked up, um, read the first few chapters, you're doing good, and then you don't read for a couple of days, and then you forget about it for like three months, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I do think a lot of that will happen too. I mean, look at people now with the gym clothes. You, you, you said working out. I mean, everyone's out of the routine they were used to and it takes a little extra effort not only to get back in a routine but to find maybe a different routine without the gym there for the next few months um i'm wondering what uh, that routine is. I, I said before to you i think you were saying that everyone's going to be out of shape after the quarantine right no one's going to go to the gym everyone's kind of at home streaming I said we'll have more marathon runners than ever. That's before. true. Yes. Because that's the only thing people can really do is go outside and go for a run. I've seen so many more people outside running around. So it'll be interesting to see.
All right, one more thing. One more thing before I let you go. Uh, you got to take your son to the doctor this morning. Yeah. Um, Ooh. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you said it. Um, it. It's definitely a different uh, from a couple weeks ago. So anyone with, um, you know, has been through this uh, before with a newborn, the doctor's appointments, you know, as opposed to myself, who goes once every seven years or something like that, you're taking a, a baby um, every couple of weeks uh, for their regular checkups and appointments and then their vaccines and everything else. And that's kind of where we are right now. Um, and the policy has completely changed from only a month ago um, to where the place we take them used to be a um, used to have a walk-in, you know, uh, policy too. They ended that very quickly, you know, no more walk-ins. Everything had to be an appointment. Then um, it's, you know, everybody's going to be screened on the way in. And I, I have to see what that's all about when I go into. Is that just a temperature? Is that, you know, what is screening? Is that questions? What does that exactly entail? You know, they're doing that downstairs. I was hoping that they could just move the table the other way and screen everyone who walks into the building. You know what? That would have not be a bad idea. Um, and, and now I'm uh, the only one who can go in with him. Um, so usually, you know, both my wife and I will go. That's no problem. Um, it's only one parent allowed. I wanted to be that parent, and, and especially because I know he's going to be getting shots. And, you know, my wife uh, deals with uh, a lot of crying when I'm on the air here <laughs> and, uh, you know, is uh, working uh, overnight to, uh, you know, uh, get up for the feedings and things like that. So, I uh, I definitely wanted to take that off her plate because I know I didn't like shots when I was a little kid. I can't imagine he'll like them too much either. Uh, but yeah, only one is uh, allowed to go in with them at all times. So it's going to be a, a much different experience than what I've become used to over the past month. All right, man. Well, I will get that book title to you by noon, I promise. And we'll talk soon, all right? All right. Sounds good. I'll see you later. All right. Sounds good. Brian Mazarowski joining us. It is Joe Beamer. Those questions I asked him, I will be asking you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary after this Right. 
Welcome back. Friday morning here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you until noon. And then David Bellavia taking over, keeping it live and local. A very happy birthday, by the way, to Tony Orlando. Turns 75 today. Happy birthday, Tony. And hopefully, after we've defeated this virus, he will uh, be coming back to Western New York. For a few performances. All right. Now, you heard me talk about this with Brian in the first segment. So I have a few questions to throw out. But for the first hour, I'd like to say, or I'd like to ask you, what's going to be different once this passes? Okay. What will the new, and I'm using quotes, normal be once we've defeated this virus? Are we going to look at certain things differently? Brian brought up a good point. Is the handshake not going to be the proper way to say, hey, how you doing? Are we going to maybe back off of that? Maybe just the fist bump, the chicken wing? What's it going to be? What's going to be? I don't think we're going to go back to the way we were in February, right? I mean, for me personally, I am a big, like when I see a good friend that I haven't seen in a while, or I'm saying goodbye to a friend I won't see in a while, uh, I'm, I'm all for the high five that turns into the, to the hug. Uh, will that be, I'm, that will probably, probably not come back, right? I mean, you'll hug your loved ones, but when you see a buddy out, are you just going to high five and give them the hug? Probably not. And, and what are you doing now? that a year from now will stick. You know, I was talking about going to Tops and wiping the cart down before I go into the store. Now, I think a year from now, I'm going to remember all of this. And yeah, I'll probably say, you know what? What's the extra 20 seconds? Let me wipe this cart down and make sure it's okay to walk in. So will that stick for most people? What will you do differently? Um, I mentioned to Brian, when I get into work, I've been coming to work 10, 15 minutes early every day to disinfect the studio. Now we have a shared workspace here in the control room and also here in the talk studio. All right. Louis DiBiase was here when I got here. Now I don't not trust Louis, but with everything going on, we don't know. You know, you might not show symptoms for 10 days. So maybe Louis wouldn't know if he's sick. So then I come in. Well, now Pasquale is using the exact same things I was using. Well, I don't think I have COVID-19, but I could be in the early stages, not showing symptoms. So I don't want to pass that on to anybody. Are we going to be this conscious of washing our hands, of, you know... When we open a door at a public place, maybe using a clean uh, a, a Clorox wipe or wearing gloves to um, to public places, is that the new normal? Will that be the case six months from now? 
And when we go to events, to sporting events, especially right when we're right when we are allowed to start going back out in public and doing things like going to bars, going to sporting events, are we going to be a little more spread out? You know, I love college football, as you all know. And there is something about going to a college football game where the crowd is right on top of one another, right on top of the field. I mean, that is, that is you know, I was watching the 2006 Rose Bowl last night, and those fans are crammed in that Rose Bowl during the game. Are we going to get back to that, or will this always be on people's minds? I'm not saying avoiding people, but will we require a little more space at events like that? Maybe an extra little space between everybody. Is that going to be the case moving forward? I don't think we immediately go back to February. You know, March 7th, I was at a concert at the arena. Kane Brown, great concert, by the way. Little did I know that would be the last event at the arena for some time. But that's strange to think that was less than a month ago. And yes, we knew that uh, the coronavirus, what it had done overseas, that there was a case or two in New York City, uh, but we didn't know it was going to be like it is now. Now, looking back at that, I look at how close everyone was on the floor, and I think, ooh, a little space, a little space. Now, am I thinking that because of what's currently going on, that we are still not at the peak of this coronavirus? Or... Once this passes, once we get a vaccine, once we have defeated COVID-19, am I still going to look at situations like that? That's my question to you. What will this new, quote, normal be once we have defeated coronavirus? Once the fear of coronavirus is no longer there, do we go back to the normal we know and love? Or will it look different? Will we be more conscious of washing our hands? I don't think I'll ever go back to the quick wash, as Brian mentioned. You know, the little bit of soap, boom, boom, under the, uh, under the sink and wipe it on my jeans and go. I, I, I think I'm done with that. I think the 20-second wash, what's an extra 18 seconds? Get the thorough wash. Be conscious of, you know, getting soap all over your hands before you wash them. Does that stick with everyone after this? So I'd like to know. I've got a few more things. Uh, my buddy's son turns five. He was supposed to have a big birthday party tomorrow. Any ideas to help them still celebrate and make the day awesome? We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It looks beautiful outside. And let me tell you, going through all of this, you know, this staying at home, social distancing, uh, kind of getting to the same routine every day. Now, I think a routine helps to keep yourself sane, to give you that sense of normalcy. Uh, but it's nice when the weather is like it is now. 45 today, 52 on Saturday, 55 on Monday. All right, we live in Buffalo. Those are pretty warm temps, okay? Um, when it's nice like that, you can throw a hoodie on, go for a walk. Uh, as I've mentioned, I've been doing runs every day. Now, sometimes only a mile, most days three miles or more. I'm doing at least one mile every day for 60 days. 
So I'm going to get myself uh, have a streak going here. Uh, but it's nice to be able to go outside, clear the mind, uh, even get that grill going and get that smell of summer. I think positive thoughts like that will help. You can also go the exact other way and watch Christmas movies. Yesterday, we watched Home Alone, Elf, and Jingle All the Way. Yes, we watched all three Christmas movies. The Elf was on the DVR from Christmas season. So we had some of the Christmas commercials going on as well. I don't know, it gives you that, that nice positive feeling that the holiday season gives you. I also watched the 2006 Rose Bowl, as I mentioned in the last segment. Wow, I forgot. I remember how good the ending was, but I forgot how great that game was all in all. Texas being down 12 with six and a half to go. You know, and then obviously the Vince Young fourth and five touchdown. Hearing Keith Jackson on the call was great too. Definitely miss Keith Jackson. And I don't want to, this isn't the topic. I don't want to go off on uh, something that's not the topic. But you see like ABC having their own sports. I don't know. It just, there was something special about, about a sporting event on ABC. They didn't split their sports division with ESPN. It was an ABC production, Keith Jackson. It was back in the early 2000s, late 90s, those big bowl games being on ABC. I don't know, it just felt, felt different, felt more important. Um, but obviously, all of these old games and uh, things are on because, well, right now there's no sporting events going on. I mean, FanDuel is back for one reason, and that's because there's an NBA 2K tournament tonight on ESPN. And yes, you can play it via FanDuel, and I'm sure somewhere uh, is taking bets on it. That's the live sports we have. WrestleMania this weekend as well, by the way. Two-night event. Um, But this is the normal right now. Now, this won't be the normal forever. Right? We're going to get past this virus. We're going to have a vaccine. We're going to contain it. We're going to defeat it. We know that. And most people listening right now who have been laid off, who have been furloughed, they'll be back to work. We'll get back to the groove of things. We really will. But just because we're back to work and we're back to going to bars and we're back to, you know, going out on the weekends, going to Bill's games, will there be something different in doing those? Now, if you would ask me this question, it's interesting how people's perspective changes with these waves of coronavirus, right? As you know, a month ago, I was probably taking this way too lightly. And I'll admit that. I've admitted it every day since. Um, A week ago, two weeks ago, I would have said, you know what? This is necessary right now. But when we defeat this, we'll be back to life as normal. We'll be back to, you know, touchdown, everyone jumping all over each other, high five and hugging, all that. We'll be back to that. But I'm walking through Tops yesterday And I'm approaching everything on the shelf with a dog poop bag over my hand. And I'm thinking, do we really just go from being this conscious to nothing at all? And I don't think we do. I think this, I don't think we're going to be just like this, where we're washing, you know, we're using hand sanitizer every 10 seconds. But I do think the 20 second hand wash sticks. 
I think the cleaning, the shared workspace, I think that sticks. I really do. And I'd like to know from you, what are you going to do differently? And what will the new normal be? What is this new normal once it finally, once we are back to being able to go to the gym and go to bars and go to restaurants and meet out with friends and have happy hours that aren't on Zoom meetings? What is that going to look like? I'd like to know your perspective. And like I said, we might be able to play this show back a month from now and everyone that calls in, texts in, the host, we might all have different perspectives because as this changes, so does our outlook for the future. 803-0930, star 930. We'll take your calls. 3930, the text board is open. Your thoughts on what will the new normal look like? And yes, I am also taking your suggestions. I have an assignment. I have to find a book. I have to read it. And I have to get a book report done. So if you have a book to suggest, I'll take those two at 3930. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. Great to be with you here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.